Vivante presents e-commerce talks, where industry experts share their insights about the ever-changing world of e-commerce. My name is Marcos Bravo, and today we'll be talking with Chief Technology Officer at Lampenbelt, Marcus Lawrence. Well, thank you for joining us one more time, and this time I have the pleasure of having Marcus Lawrence here, and he is the Chief Tech in Lampenbelt, if I want to call it Chief Tech or CTO or uh, IT Director. Uh, director IT, it's the, director the common IT. name. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, I mean, we really wanted to have you here because we, uh, in the previous episode, we had Johan uh, Wilms telling us about the success story of uh, Lampenbelt and how it became from an eBay store all the way up to what it is now. Mm-hmm. And But um, before we get into that, if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you um, end up working with, with such an amazing company. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. Um, my name is Marcus. I'm joining Lampenbelt in 2014, um, and I started to take over the IT department and just grow up the IT department, the department from a very small department now to a bigger one. And uh, our strategic goal is to do um, a lot of insourcing on key competences that we see in the e-commerce. So we want to. Uh, bring in the e-commerce knowledge of front-end development, um, data warehousing, and all the, the uh, stuff who's focusing on e-commerce and the e-commerce platform. And it is a pleasure for me to build up this team in a dynamic e-commerce um, story with Lampenwelt and also uh, a fast-grown company in the e-commerce, which is yeah very cool with very cool uh, CEO and CFO guys. Um, weird, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's a pleasure to working with them. Cool. So, um, so at the moment you're growing the team, right? Uh, is your how many people you the, you had in the team when you joined, and how many people you're planning to have? Yeah. Okay. So when I joined Lampenwelt, we started with three people, which is not very much. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, now we are approximately thirty people, and. Um, our plan is to grow up the team just to go get more competences in-house, um, especially for front-end tasks, back-end tasks, uh, and what's very close, uh, close, uh, close to the commerce front-end view mm-hmm. or the customer view. Cool. And um, if, if we look at the story of Lampervelt, and if uh, people miss our previous episode, we, I mean, we know that it was in '99. Mm-hmm. That started with, it was just an eBay shop, right? Yeah, exactly. Thomas, our CEO and founder, founded it, uh, founded Lampmeld in the garage. So he started it on eBay, and um, after that, he was starting to focusing on um, his first domain, which mm-hmm. is, was Lampmeld.de, and he was selling in the first step the, all the products on eBay, and on the second step, he founded Lampmeld and um, put the first SKUs on the website and. Sold the article and learned how e-commerce is working. Yeah. So I mean, one of the things that happened with a lot of companies is, is, is probably what happened also with Lampenville. Is like you guys took a huge growth, mm-hmm. but then uh, around 2016, when you actually were there already, um, you have to figure out ways to keep growing. I mean, because because everything has a top, right? I mean, yeah. No, no solution is is it goes up forever. Yeah. So uh, for you, what was the process? How how you try to figure out to Evolve uh, the, the platform or, or to improve the platform? Um, yeah, good question. Basically, we did a kind of settlement. So, uh, as we saw how the company was growing, we um, had an up in the right direction, I think so, 
just to settle and stabilize all platforms with, on the e-commerce side, on the back-end side, and do some strategic uh, decisions what we are going to do next. And we was focusing on the Magento project um, just to settle all the stuff we had done in the past. Um, and now we are preparing for the next moves just to go up over 100 million revenues and uh, just to go in and some new markets. Um, because I, I mean, I was looking at your numbers before, and, and they're, they're very, very impressive. I mean, mm. for for uh, I mean, it's pun intended, but it's brilliant. <laughs> and and um, looking at the, the way you guys have been growing and the way you guys are doing things, um, looking at the whole ecosystem of e-commerce, uh, how, how do you see the 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 smaller companies competing with with this fast or massive growth that you guys have? How do you see companies adapting into, into the, the, the challenges of getting at the level of Lampard Belt? Um, well, basically, my point of view is that every company learns from each other and you see something going on on the market. And uh, so you're adapting from the, the bigger e-commerce players. Maybe the smaller ones adapt them also or uh, Lampard Belt stuff. And um, I think, or in my perspective, the key challenge is to decouple all systems strictly down and focusing on what they're doing, just build no monolithic structure like we did it in the past, um, focusing on service architecture so that you're much more flexible in the front end um, or just add new services in the back end uh, to keep up scaling and also to have the chance to replace one system uh, by another without breaking the whole ecosystem. That's that's good. I mean, there's something we'll be talking on the show, which is moving from monolithic to mm -hmm. microservices. And um, regarding to that, I mean, not just that specific change, but um, the 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 evolution of 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 e-commerce. I mean, okay. yeah, we think we think of things like monolithic to microservices. Um, but what else? How do you see the future of e-commerce in specific? Like, what what will have to happen uh, next? So, for, for the next growth. Um, stage or for mm -hmm. the growth wave, if you want to call it. Okay. So, um, just to get it 100% clear, you, you mean it uh, on a tech on the, on the tech on the complete tech side. Like, what 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 will be the the next things that we we should have in our hands to to okay. keep growing and, and keep advancing? Okay. I think the main thing is that you uh, or that we as an e-commerce pure play have to focus on um, front end capabilities and just put a little bit aside the mm -hmm. back-end stuff because in the front-end, we do our revenue with our, our customers. And if we want to grow up with our customers, we have to uh, have a back-end which is just playing in the background who do the standard and commodity stuff. And um, for me, as a direct IT, as a, it is important to focus our employees on the right things, which is the front-end. So, all the parts we've done in the past, like back-end hosting, also front-end hosting, um, is not a task I want to have in the future. So our teams should do just focusing on writing code and deploying to somewhere and focus other teams or mm -hmm. other uh, players on the market um, just to host this code and to run this code on a platform. And um, I mean, when you were talking about growing the team, I mean, we've seen that it's a worldwide issue to mm. find the right talent, to find people who knows definitely what it takes to yeah. to to get the, the to the next stage. Yeah. Um, 
how how are you guys facing that? Like how how is how was the process for you guys to find the right people? Mm. Uh, to be honest, the process was really hard. So um, my opinion, you can't do any compromises on a strategic position. So if you have a team lead who's not working, also in the current situation of the employee market. Uh, you have to do the right decision. So n no compromises on strategic levels or no compromises on team lead level. That, that's my personal view on that, which is basically very hard in the actual situation. But we learned that if we do the right decision on the personal side, they keep up or uh, they are, uh, how should I explain it? Um, they commit. They, they they're, first of all, they are co committed to the company. Mm -hmm. And the second thing is, um, there's a strong traction of the team, which is following the team lead. And you push up the whole team to the next level if, if the team lead is working fine. So it hasn't to be the technical expert of everyone, but he has to have a strong vision uh, of the direction of the company, a powerful mindset when it comes to people. Um, and on the other side, when you have strong team leads, you can backfill those strong team leads also with juniors, uh, which we are recruiting on high school, uh, and therefore we have some talks at high school. Okay, um, so you could sort of invest in the, yeah, in the exactly. future. So a part of our job is to go to the high school or um, do some technical presentations um, on exposes or ferries or something else, uh, just to talk about technology and also to promote Lampenwelt. Now, from from the microservices um, um, aspect, um, to what what sort of tools are you guys using like constantly? I mean, I, I know the View Storefront is, is is one of the most favorite uh, tools to use <laughs> nowadays. But uh, like, what are, what are they? I mean, considering that one, and what else do you you recommend to use, or what else you guys are using in order to scale mm -hmm. um, rapidly? I don't know if it's this decision on the right tool, um, but. I say that it's more the decision on the right way. So um, if you are going to decoupling your infrastructure, it doesn't matter if you're using uh, Kafka or Nuts or something else to decouple the infrastructure and go to into a microservice arch architecture. It's more than you should do, focusing on the way to do it and um, just using microservices or microservice-orientated architecture to following this part. So if you do it later on with tool A or tool B, I don't know if it defines uh, the, 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 how should I explain? Um, the results. The results, yeah. exactly, yeah. Um, what's something that we ask most of our guests, uh, and if, if people watching right now would like to learn or, or know uh, how to get to this next step, mm -hmm. um, is anything that you're reading right now, or is anything that, uh, any podcast that you're listening that you would like to recommend? Yeah, we had some some awesome uh, podcasts in, in Germany, um, which, which I personally uh, I'm following. Um, the one one podcast I can recommend is it's called Kassenzone in Germany. Mm -hmm. um, um, there's another one which is called Digital Compact, which is a little bit broader on this page uh, on this point of view. Um, and also uh, I read a lot, but um, it's not very focused on technical. The, uh, terms. It's more in my position on uh, how to scale up teams. And um, a quite good book uh, I was reading was uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective uh, People. Okay, right. uh, I enjoyed it much to just read in it, understand it, and um, yeah, work on habits to get the people and the team more effective. Awesome.
Um, one last question. Yeah, for sure. When you think of the future of not, I mean, we know that e-commerce is taking over and then it's, it's making companies go from zero to hundred mm. like that. Um, what do you think what's going what's gonna to happen with the brick and mortar stores? What's, are companies still, they still should be investing in having a, a real physical store or this comp or these stores are going to disappear sooner than later? Don't know really. I think it's, it, it's depending on the business model. On maybe furniture, there's also a cool thing to go into a, a physical store and just to try out all the furniture. There are other things, maybe glasses or something else, which you don't need to touch in a physical way. Of, uh, in a physical way, so it depends really on the business model and there is no, uh, this would be work in the future and this won't work. But um, all things that you can imagine from your mind and which is more than a commodity product, clothing and so on, uh, I think it's really hard to get there with a brick and mortar um, uh, store at, the, uh, at this time. Um, and There you have to do a kind of key differentiation um, that you are consulting your customers or something else uh, to differentiate from the e-commerce ecosystem. Excellent. Well, Marcus, um, I know I know you um, you're pretty busy nowadays, <laughs> and um, so we're going to let you go. But first, we want to thank you for uh, for being with us, and we want to thank everyone for watching. Marcus, anytime you're more than welcome to join us again. Perfect. Thanks, Thanks for, for having me. Okay. Cool. Thanks. You've been listening to e-commerce talks powered by Divante. Subscribe and review our podcast on iTunes or just visit divante.com/talks. Thank you for listening. My name is Marcus Bravo and see you in the next episode.